Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey, Ava. Yeah. Are you able to um, take that either upstairs? Because I have to have as little background noise as possible while we're recording. Thanks, babe. <laughs> okay, sorry. Can you hear me? Can you hear me okay? <sighs> yeah, I hear you great. Wonderful. Are we ready? We're ready, girl. Ready as we're ever going to be. Yeah, we are. Hi, everyone. Hola. Como estas? Estoy bien. (laughs) That's about the extent of my Spanish. Same, but, you know, I think that's a good start. I think so, too. I could at least tell everyone hi and ask how they are, you know? Yeah, I can say a la niño, por favor, which means to the line, please, from working in restaurants. Like, if you need something, oh, like, brought okay. to the, the chef or the um, cook line, they would, like, yeah. get on the mic and be like, a la niño, por favor. Wow, that's very impressive. That's it. My dad always would say, donde esta casa de Pepe, which means, where's Pepe's house? Oh, I thought Pepe, like money, like, are you going to pay me, Pepe? I don't know. No, it's just like, where's Pepe's house? So. That's cool. Yeah, but I don't know anybody named Pepe. I don't either. My best friend can speak, like, some pretty good Spanish, but she lives in Texas, and she's worked yeah. worked in Mexico. She worked in Guadalajara, which is terrifying, but. Wow. Yeah. I've always wanted to be bilingual or just. I just think that would be the most amazing thing ever, but I've never put any time or effort into it. I mean, and unfortunately, it doesn't work like that when you want to learn new things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll save that for later. Yeah, deal. We've got a, we've got a lot on our plates. We do, um, which is good that I think we're talking about this today, like kind of pulling back to the beginning and remembering – like what the why of our work is and why uh, and keeping that in mind as far as like, at least for me, when I'm with a client, I try to remember like, why am I doing this or what am I doing? I'm taking care of hair essentially, you know? So, yeah, I think it's so easy, especially after you've been doing it for a while, you get kind of caught up in just like the routine and that you really do forget sometimes that we have to slow down and truly educate our clients on, you know, kind of why and kind of remind them why they're wearing extensions. What is the end goal here? And let's face it. A lot of our clients come in because they have some type of a problem with their hair, something that they view as a problem. And I would say I get a lot more clients coming in with color damage than I do really anything else. Um, I agree. Of course, some of them have like fine, thin hair, but a lot of times I feel like I am rehabbing people from horrifying chemical services gone wrong. That's so true. That's so, so true, Haley. Yeah. I mean, um, I have like basically two types of clients, clients with long stringy hair that just is genetically like that so you know no matter what they did their hair would be right 
Um, and then clients, yeah, who may at one point have had like okay hair, but over the years of coloring and trying to fix visually the problem that way, um, they have kind of ruined and broken their hair. Not they, but you know. No, totally. But what I think is so important and good to know about the process that we have our clients go through, it sets the tone for the appointment. And it truly, I think, sets us up as a professional. You and I both have everybody fill out an application, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They have to answer hair history questions, submit pictures, all of those kind of things. And before we even consider taking them on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that gives us a lot of information, even just going into the appointment. And then it also gives us that sense of, okay, these are your problems you're experiencing. This is how I can help. And sometimes that help comes in the form of brutal honesty and having to refuse to do something that your client sometimes really wants or, but it just takes some communication on educating them, like why that isn't possible. If your client has severe breakage around their face and their bleach, bleach blonde, chances are all of that is damaged between heat styling and lightener. And it's, our job as the professional, this is what you don't like. We have to fix that, not only with extensions, but the end goal is to get your real hair healthier. And those are sometimes hard conversations to have, and they truly take practice because then it's easy once you get into the rhythm of it, of letting your client be like, well, I want some highlights now. And you're like, no, dude, you're not ready for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And just... I think we get nervous about telling people no, especially with extensions, you know, um, but I think people appreciate it. Honestly, like I was, um, thinking of the example of a client and I have several clients like this that have, if you do hair, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, what it is, is you have kind of more of, I wouldn't say a fatty scalp, but just a softer scalp. So there's, there's more um, padding between your actual skull and like the skin on your head. And mm-hmm. it, it creates like a cushion, which is good. You actually have a little more um, bounce to your scalp. But if you have a very, very, very fine hair texture, those a fine hair texture with like a softer scalp is not a good combination because what happens is, is your hair is um, will actually rip out or detach from your skin scalp a lot easier and it's less painful. So you don't notice it as much because, um, you have a softer scalp, but that's, that's the kind of combination that will create, um, like any type of hair loss from extensions. And so just assessing someone's scalp with their hair type, and then, you know, (laughs) that's something you obviously don't know over a phone call or anything, but when you get them in the chair, And like Haley said, you see, okay, well, you have a lot of um, maybe lightener damage. You have a soft scalp. You have a fine hair texture. Those are the clients that can't wear 22-inch extensions because they're too heavy. Right. So uh, just having those conversations with your clients because clients aren't aware that there's different, you know, scalp, you know, um, different types of scalp. 
and different types of hairs, you know? Well, and no, they're not at all. And sometimes, <laughs> unfortunately, as a stylist, you're not aware of the effects that that can have until you go ahead and you, you do the service and they come back in and you're like, holy shit, what just happened? You know what I mean? Yes. But you have to like, that's where it takes problem solving on our ends to figure out, okay, what is different? What is happening? I didn't do anything different. I don't have these types of issues on any of my other clients. There's something special about this particular client. Okay. Her scalp is soft. Her hair is extra fine. I just put 22 inch extensions that weigh more than a newborn baby <laughs> on her head. You know what I mean? Like, I love you. Yes. Something isn't adding up. Yeah. But, and you guys, there's literally nothing wrong with having those kind of conversations is your client maybe going to be disappointed. But when you're like, Hey, I, I did you a disservice and I apologize. Like, and take care of your clients. If something like that happens, you guys hook them up with their move up for free or give them like a discount on their color. Do something to reconcile that you will never regret having good customer service. No, I will tell you, I have made like, I have clients that I think at this point, truly, I, I could like light their hair on fire and they would still be like, oh, it's okay. Because like <laughs> things have happened in the past that I have just gone above and beyond to make up for. Now, granted, like then you obviously have to find the line of people who will always try to take advantage. Like there is that line. Yeah. But you guys, when something goes wrong, a little bit of customer service goes a very long way. And I will say this, especially with the time that we're in right now. Yeah. COVID-19 has hit everybody super freaking hard. And as small business owners, this is truly our time to shine and to make lifelong clients. They're true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and just, I don't know. Like making sure that, um, you're constantly having these conversations. You're not bringing your personal life into the picture and that you're keeping it honest. Like I think yeah. just being honest and being like, um, I do this literally all the time. I think I've, I think I do it more when I'm, um, too busy or I mean, maybe lately cause I've been working without an assistant. So I've just been working more quickly, but I will like, rinse somebody's toner out too quick or whatever. And I can easily just move on, but I'm like, no, that's not, it doesn't look quite right. So I yeah. will just literally not even make a big deal, but I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to put, um, I'm going to put this base toner or whatever on. I know we just rinsed you, but I'm going to put this back on for like five more minutes and then we'll just rinse you one last time and um, then we'll get started on your install and people like literally don't even think twice. They're like, Oh, okay, cool. But they don't yeah. realize that like I made the mistake of rinsing them too quick or the toner wasn't quite right, but they don't even think twice about it. Cause they just trust me. They know that I'm just being honest. And it's like, right. if it takes 10 more minutes, it takes 10 more minutes. I actually had that happen the other day. So I have a girl who is getting her extensions installed in August and she is kind of a color correction and I do from black color and I don't do color corrections, but we settled on like a, a starting point and I was super honest with her. I'm like, listen, I, this isn't something that I do, but if you're willing to do this, like over time and slowly, 
I'm more than happy to work with you. Like, AKA, if you have black hair and you're willing to have like kind of dark brown hair, fine. (laughs) Absolutely. And she was like, she was like, absolutely. So she came in, she had a different extension method in, uh, when she came in. And so I took those out and just, I gave her a full highlight. Right. Mm -hmm. And so her roots lifted one color, her ends lifted another, and then her mid shaft, of course, was a different color. Ugh. So, yeah, oh I was able to get her to – my overall toner was a level five. So I toned her once, and I I could tell just by looking at it, and it had sat on for, like, probably 25 minutes. Yeah. And so I could tell at the bowl something was off, but I needed to see it dry. Mm-hmm. So I rinse her out. I take her back, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to start drying this. If we need to go back and tweak this, I'm like, let you let me know your thoughts. I said, I already think we're going to have to tweak it. So I already put it in her head where my mind was at. Did you almost need to like fill in certain spots kind of like? Yeah. So the, the first toner did what I needed it to, but just where it had lifted a lot lighter towards her scalp and her mid, her mid shaft, um, I needed to go over it one more time and I needed to add a lot of warmth. Yeah. So I could already kind of see that. So I already put it in her brain. Now, if we would have dried it and she would have been like, I don't see what you're talking about. This is perfect. Cool. That's totally good. But I just put it in there and I wanted her to know that like I was, this is something I was already looking for. Right. And so if she felt it too, I wanted to make sure she spoke out. So we dry the top and the sides and, um, I, I was like, okay, what do you think? I was like, cause I want to take you back and tone you one more time. And she's like, yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. So I didn't make her feel weird about it. I'm like, I'm so sorry. This, I know this is an extra step and you've been here so long already, but I promise you, like, you'll be so thankful that we did this. So I real quick mixed it up. And when we were done, it was perfect. Now she had spent about five hours with me for four to four four and a half hours. I don't know. She's been a long day with me. That's not even that unusual. I feel like though. No, it really wasn't for color. Yeah. And so she later texted me and she was like, I just wanted to thank you so much. Like I've never had somebody pay such close attention to detail or take so much time with my hair. And I just really appreciate the effort that you put in. And so it sounds so small, but like truly she now knows that I'm going to always go above and beyond for her in whatever sense that I need to, because like, that's what you do with these appointments. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think the important part is Haley is that you, you were able to do that because you over time, I think, and this is another thing is because we don't live in scarcity. We set our prices accordingly. Like Haley and I absolutely have, have high prices. So we also aren't scared to say, I'm going to take one, maybe two clients today, but that's okay because like my prices are set in a way that like I'm still profiting and making money. I think absolutely that's what, um, and you know, I know we go back to pricing a lot, but I think that's the biggest mistake I see is people just don't even like understand that because their prices aren't set correctly for yeah. the service that they want to provide that they push people through the door and have to move on and don't have the time, even though they could provide the correct service and do have the knowledge, you know, they have somebody coming in and 
have the, don't have the time because their prices aren't right and then they can't do the right thing, you know? Well, I think, I think you're a hundred percent right. And I think incorrect pricing, but also I think overbooking ourselves yeah. ties in just as equally with that yeah. because you have, you're overbooking yourself to make the money that you think you need to be making, yeah, which or you want to be making. So it's like, I, that day that I took her, she was my last client of the day. I, I had done an extension installation and I had booked it at a time that I usually don't book appointments. So I had time for one other person, but not necessarily an, an extension client. You know what I mean? Yes. But I wasn't going to like open it up to a random color person because I don't do that. So it ended up being perfect and it, she was still with me for four hours. Like, right. so, but I wasn't in a hurry and it's like, I had the time Hannah, my work days right now, even with COVID, are so not stressful. And I cannot even tell you what a huge relief that is. So I am honestly probably loving my job more now than I have, even with doing extensions in years. I'm 100% sticking to my three day a week schedule. I'm taking two clients a day. And I'm even if I have a long day, it's still a laid back, relaxed day. Yeah. Yeah. That was my day yesterday. I was telling you earlier on the phone when we were chatting yesterday was probably my hardest day back, but it wasn't even like hard. It was like, it was very like, it It was like fake hard. Yeah. I say hard because (laughs) I say hard because like I had to work hard, but like, it wasn't like that. It was stressful. Both my clients were amazing people. I enjoy. And it was just that I'm still a baby and working without an assistant. So it's like, I'm doing everything. And one of them was a new install, which is a lot of work to do by yourself, um, which is what made it hard. So yeah, no, I completely feel the same way that even though life's crazy. It's like my days, I don't see more than two people like at the max. If I, I have one client, like I'll do a shampoo and style for if whatever, but so like three people at max, but like that's it. And it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But we set ourselves up like that too. So like we can make a (laughs) nice living with two clients a day, but you guys don't like, (laughs) don't get it twisted. I've been doing extensions for three years. Like it took a long time to get there. I just, I think there's always like this growing pain point of anytime you start something new, it's like, you have to let it eventually find your rhythm. It's, it's like starting a new business. Like you're always going to be running around working like a mad person. Bob might start barking here in a second. So I'm sorry. We'll stop talking if he does. Um, but you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off until you like figure out your flow. And then, and, but now it's like so funny. Like I figured out my flow. I have a good flow. And now I'm getting that itch of like, okay, now what's next? Like I'm too comfortable. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Which that just makes me excited. I know what's next, but I, you know, I've got some things like going on in the background, but it does just make you realize like, okay, I figured out that that mythical like balance part that everybody wants to talk about that doesn't actually exist. I just have a hold on my business behind the chair right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
no, I'm excited for you. <clears throat> I'm, um, that's awesome. And I think it's, it's exciting when you know, like, okay, now I have space or I have time. Cause I feel like we never truly have space and have time. We just have to do <laughs> right. it, but you're like ready for that next thing. Yes. 100%. Um, I'm excited. I just officially hired my new assistant and I think I'm excited for that process because I think we relearn a lot of the things that we think we already know when Mm -hmm. we teach someone else. So I'm excited to kind of like, even color wise, go back and be like, why am I doing this? Like, why do you add this? And, and, and that circles back around to our point of like, remembering, like, why are you doing hair? Like, are you doing hair to make someone feel good? Like, are you, we're not doing hair to be saviors. So like, you know, we're doing science, we're doing chemistry, like we're doing color theory, all these fun things that I think can get lost if we don't like think about what our actual job is. Uh, And um, remember that, you know, it's our job to, to know hair structure well enough to be able to, uh, you know, prevent breakage or to appropriately color things or um, heat style things and then pass that knowledge on to clients. But that's a lot. If you think about it, like, like it knowing the chemistry, knowing the color theory um, and then being able to talk someone else through that when that's a foreign language to them. But mm-hmm. I think that that can make us proud too. If we, you know, not prideful, but we can become proud and remember why we're doing our work and how much we actually do know, you know, on days when we get discouraged yeah. or whatever. Well, just back to your point about, you know, being a savior, that's something that NBR talks about a lot. Like you can't save clients. Like there are times that you truly do have to sit down and be like, listen, like your hair is not at a point that I can give you extensions where it's going to look good. Like you have to either grow this out or like something's got to give. But I think in the sense of what we were talking about earlier with color and damage, like I think there is that point with color too, it's just harder to want to say no because of somebody's color damage. Like, I think our first instinct is to be like, well, yeah, like I can still take you on. I can still do this. I can still do that. When in reality, like we still have to say, say no, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened with your color or like, if you're not willing to be flexible on right now, what your goal is, I cannot help you. Right. And that is a choice that the client has to make for themselves. Like, but you have to also be firm and stand your ground. And sometimes you're going to have to remind them like, Hey, listen, when we initially started here, we talked about not highlighting your hair for X amount of time until your hair gets this long or whatever that is. But that's where boundaries come in so hard, even for something that your client wants, especially if you've already laid it out on the table, you sometimes just have to gently remind them like, no, we are doing this for a reason. Is your goal to have healthy natural hair or to have blonde hair? You need to pick one. Yeah. So no, I agree. And, and just, um, you know, if you have, I think you and I tend to have more, um, our style of hair, and um, work is more of a natural um, color. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, people will come to us and I still have people that, you know, will want 
really, um, <clears throat> I mean, one of my longest clients who's actually my friend, she still wants to be super icy blonde, which is fine, but she knows the implications of that. And she knows like health is lower on the, on the totem pole when you want your hair to be like this. So like, you know that, but I, yeah. you know, she's probably the only person I even have that conversation with because like my style and, and my way of doing hair is just going to fall in more of a natural looking range yeah. because I am, you know, more concerned about health. People ask me all the time, like, I love your hair color. I'm like, Haley knows this. I'm like, oh, well, I literally like touch my roots up like maybe once every eight weeks and I gloss my hair with a like toner or gloss like maybe twice a year. Like I don't do crap to my hair and it's, I just have dark hair, but it's healthy. Mm -hmm. And I also know my hair is super fragile, so I just don't mess with it that much. So I think people will continue to, you know, see pictures and want things that maybe they can't have, but like, it's important as important as it as it is for us to tell us like, Hey, we can't do this. This is going to be too hard on your hair or I'm just not willing to do this. I think it's important to offer like, this is what we can do though. And you know, and this, totally. is, this is why it would look good on you. Like guys, you can always spin stuff. Like I tell clients all the time. I'm like, this color is going to look so good with your eyes and your skin tone because it's going to be naturally what, what would be the most flattering on you. Like if you were just like, you know, this beautiful goddess out in the woods 200 years ago and you just had natural highlights like this is what it would look like and what nature is gonna you know flatter your skin the most because of your skin color and eye color this also hannah ties back into your marketing and how and the type of clients you're attracting right yeah so i think and i know for me i attract my ideal client I, I truly don't have anybody really that reaches out that I'm like, yeah, no, that's not because I'm, I'm posting the things that I like to do. I have clients that come in and they're like, I like that natural look. I, I know my hair is over lightened. I, you know, I put enough educational stuff out there that people know what I'm about. Mm -hmm. They know I like low maintenance. They know I like for them to be able to go a few appointments between a big color service. So it all does tie back into, it all ties together, you guys, like how you market, who you're marketing to, those are going to be the people that you're drawing in. And maybe you are attracting that client that's realizing, oh my gosh, my hair is so over lightened. My hair is over processed. I need a break. And that is why they're reaching out to you. But a lot of times old habits die hard. A blonde, and this is always just so true for blondes. That's why I keep always referencing blondes. They can never be blonde enough. They can never have enough blonde and it can never be light enough. Right. Yeah. So it's like you, I constantly have to remind my blondes like, Hey, what's our end goal? Where are we trying to go? Do you want these pieces to be longer on your face? I don't care either way, but if that's your end goal, I can't keep lightening them. Right. We need to just work with your natural. We need to let your roots come in. We need to give it a break. We need to just do glosses. Like, so it just, you have to market to who and to what you want to draw in to your chair. 
And that goes in every aspect. Yeah. I, Does I, that make sense? Like not just people who wear extensions. I'm not just marketing to people who wear extensions. I'm specifically marketing to extension clients who want natural looking dimensional color, blonde, brunette, whatever that looks like. And I think Haley's had this, Haley and I have had this conversation too. That's why Haley and I don't put filters on our work because, um, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's your style and that's your marketing technique, but we specifically do not put any type of, um, like over shadowed or like, you know, contrasted filter because I, and Haley, I'm sure you do too. Like, I want people to know like what the actual color looks like, <laughs> you know, I don't mm-hmm. want it to be this blown out overexposed, like blonde or this like ashy, um, you know, like mushroom colored brunette, because like, I don't offer that really. Like, and even if I did offer that, that takes your hair to a place that like, I don't believe in Yeah, taking your hair to like, so I think that's stuff to keep in mind too. And I know it's, it can get tempting to like, really want to like, keep up and make your stuff look a certain way, especially on Instagram or your website or whatever, because everybody else is not everybody else, but a lot of people do put like filters or do have a really specific like look or aesthetic to their whole um, page. But you can do that the opposite way, like Kaylee and I do by just not filtering stuff, you know, and just yeah. taking pictures in good lighting. I think the aesthetic of a page of an Instagram is so it's super important, but I also think it's almost overplayed kind of way too much. It's one thing for an influencer, a blogger, um, somebody who is like selling like a product or whatever, but it's a whole nother thing when you're dealing with hair and natural colors and tones, you want to set people up for a realistic expectation. And when the aesthetic of your Instagram comes is more important than the actual color of the hair, in my mind, I like, that's just not something I will ever get. Like, does hair color look way cooler with every filter and edited? Of course. But But then you're telling people you do that hair color and in reality, you don't like doing that hair color or you can't or whatever. And that's also a part of like who you're marketing to. You're marketing to a person who is naturally probably going to have more unrealistic expectations. So all of those things, as tiny as they may seem, they play into who you're speaking to on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to put a crazy filter on and then people, like even when people send me inspo pics and they're um, like, I just got an inspiration pic from a girl and her application and the picture was so over um, brightened and over contrasted and like, just super super cool you know that just like ashy look Mm -hmm. and so that's like a complete other conversation I have to have with her like hey we're not going to do this color on you or I'm not going to you can you know if you want to go to somebody else but like also this picture is not what this girl's hair looks like you know like so that's not even her hair which is you know important for people to know too Yeah, it is. It truly always just comes down to communication. And I think, especially at first, 
Um, and I found this true when I was new into not just my extension career, but my hair career, you kind of lack the confidence because you're just so excited to have a client in your chair and it, it holds true with extensions too. You're like, I have somebody, I finally got an extension client. Like, holy cow, I want to do whatever they want. So you're almost just so excited for the appointment that you forget that, no, like you have to take control of the appointment. You have to be the professional and you have to communicate effectively and clearly. And that doesn't make you mean, it doesn't make you not willing to do what they want, but they do have to just have some understanding of, well, if we continue doing this, this is going to be the effect of that. You know, this is the consequence of that. So I don't know if that made sense of what I was just saying. No, that makes complete sense. Like you have, you have to, you just have to keep it real and people don't know. And I think that's the thing to keep in mind is people sit in our chairs and want a certain thing and you have to just kindly guide them into understanding, like, it's okay that you don't know because I'm the professional, but I do know. And as the professional in charge in this moment, um, this is what I'm seeing. And this will be the consequence of this. If totally, if you choose to do this and I'm not going to do this with you, but, but here's what I think would look pretty actually, you know, maybe this is something you haven't thought of. And I think if people trust you that, I mean, this goes back to hair one-on-one, like if you show up and you look cute and you look like you took time to take care of yourself and you have a cute outfit or whatever. Um, and then if you, if you market yourself correctly, like Haley was saying, you know, like that's why it's so important to work not only when you're in the salon, but work on your Instagram and get on videos or whatever. And like, make yourself known and trusted. Like Healy and I talk on Instagram or put videos up or do things because like we want people to know we are trustworthy. We're consistent. We're going to be the same person that you're going to see in the salon and we're not perfect by any means, but we like, you're going to get the same thing, you know? Yeah. It's honestly, Instagram is so cool. Social, if you guys haven't figured this out about me yet, social media marketing for your business is so fascinating to me. I'm more fascinated by that than I am about anything that has to do with hair or extensions or anything. The the things that social media can do for not just hairstylists, but any business blows my mind and it's free, blows my mind. So to me, I'm, we're able to communicate a message to any potential client in the entire world, not only are they already getting to know us, they feel like we're friends and you're automatically going to trust your friend's judgment. Even if you don't know who the other person is, they come in and they're like, Hey, do whatever you want. I know your style. I know what you're about. I trust your judgment. You're blunt. You're honest. You give good feedback. And they know all of this through social media Mm -hmm. because we're active there. We talk about it. It's uncomfortable at first. Of course, of course it is. It feels so weird talking to your camera, but after a while you build rapport you, with your audience, you build that trust factor. You guys would be shocked what DMs look like for people who, Hey, I have an extension. I got this DM the other day. I got, I have an extension appointment next week. What should I tip my stylist? Hey, I'm having this experience with 
my hair. How do you think I should approach my stylist with this? Like, I'm not their stylist, but they're coming to me asking these questions because guess what? I have built that trust there. So it's so, so interesting. The whole thing fascinates me, you guys. And that's just one way that you're able to literally bring in the exact person that you want to sit in your chair. Yep. No, 100% agreed. Even if they have, um, even if they've gone somewhere else before and gotten extensions, I have people that end up in my chair that are like, you know, this was the experience I had before. And then I, I found you and I, um, I already feel like I know what I'm going to get with you. And I, Mm -hmm. I know like, and that's when, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not your savior. I'm not here to like fix any past mistakes, but like, this is how we can move forward. And they already like, like you said, trust that honesty or that, um, the experience will go in a way that they can already imagine because of things that I put out there or things, totally, you know, 100%. And that's all people want to, I think they just, they want to be able to picture themselves and the experience they're going to have, and they want to be excited and they want to be with somebody that, you know, they like. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how are you, how are you going to bring people in that you actually like and enjoy? Not just that want to pay you money and you can do good work on, but like my clients are all dope. Like they're awesome. Like we're cool. You know, like I would hang out with, I like all of my clients outside of the salon. Yeah. We have things in common, like, Mm -hmm. and it it did not used to be that way. No, no. At all. I used Um, to have clients who I would see their name on my books and I, I hate to say it, but I would dread it. We all, like, we, it's fine. You can say it. We all, yeah. It, they like suck the life out of you or it's like mentally exhausting. And if you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or you're like, here's all... Brenda. She, she wants, she's going to tell me for the 56th time exactly what she wants. And she knows it's not going to be that. And then we're going to do it again in six weeks. Like, you know, so it's like, we don't have those. <laughs> no, wait, we I don't. don't. I, I even very rarely like clients just come in and they're like, Hey, this is my idea. And these are my favorite clients. These are, this is the work I love to do. This is my idea. I always say, give me a direction, lighter or darker. This is my idea. This is what I have in mind, but do what you want from there. But you guys, I didn't just like get to start doing that in the beginning of my career. I had to, you have to build that. You have to build that within your client. You have to build that on your social. It all comes from somewhere. It, yeah, well, yeah, it all goes back to social media, honestly, and just being able to tell people who you are and like what kind of people sit in your chair or if you don't already have those people in your chair, just like attract, attracting your, you know, putting out the right things. Like if you cuss in real life, then I, you know, you're going to end up with people that cuss in your chair or whatever you know like there's a gazillion different things like if you like fitness or if you like dogs or whatever you're eventually going to have to just put that out enough until you find people that continue to watch that stuff and end up you know wanting to be with you yeah I agree so um did we get, I feel like we have to, I always ask this, did we get sidetracked off our topic or did everything tie in really good? No, I think it was fine. Do you think that we just talk about the same thing all the time? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. because 
I think we get asked a lot of the same questions all the time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. So I guess there's just, and sometimes who knows, like we have to think about it. It's the same way when you're talking to clients or on your social media, like sometimes you have to say things in a slightly different way, but also the same for it to resonate and connect a little bit differently for somebody every time. Yeah, I agree. You're right. And it's not always the same. Like you're right. People hear things in a different way. Um, Here's one thing that I always find very interesting. So I'm moving into our new house next week or the week after whenever tomorrow, I don't even know, but I am interested to know what my water's like at my new house, because that's something that people often forget about. Um, but I can feel, and I know you can too, Haley in clients hair and just a heads up. If you do extensions, keep in mind, like water is a huge factor and like mm-hmm. how the extensions last, what they feel like. So, um, I will actually share that through my social media or through my Instagram um, and my new house. I don't, I know it doesn't have a water softener, but I don't know if I'm going to automatically put a, um, a filter head on my shower, but I do want to like document that process for, for my audience, just because like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that people forget about and don't realize like has a huge impact on your hair. Um, and it's just good knowledge to share for hair and skin stuff. So I don't know why I even brought that up or why I said that, but, um, just silly topics like that are things that you can always like, if you do hair or, um, any type of personal service, like think about in your life, what's important and then just like share it or document it or whatever. Yeah. 100%. Because chances are other people definitely didn't know that or like didn't know it was a thing or they've like thought about it before but like they don't know who to ask or whatever yeah no you're absolutely right so yeah I'll keep you updated on my shower head I feel like you're gonna have a lot of really good results I've heard people love those things and it makes like the huge the biggest difference which one did you get I haven't gotten one yet, but I think I am going to go with the raindrops one through 901. Dude, I've, I've heard raving me too. Re- reviews about that one. Me too. My um, girlfriend, Hannah from Tennessee, she has one and she loves it. And um, her hair, I just did her hair a couple weeks ago and it's in really, really good shape. That's um, awesome. So that's something to keep in mind too. Also, I have the Eco Heads. Um, uh, the eco heads. What is it called, Haley? Like on my salon sink, like the um, I don't know what it's called. The adapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so for the water that I use at my salon, we have like pretty decent water at the salon, but also it's just like city water. So, um, eco heads is the brand. Kevin Murphy works with them, so that's why I found it. But it's an adapter. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an adapter that I put on the hose. Um for my sink at the salon and it's a really, really neat concept because it uses like 40% less water and it like filtrates it like in this really cool way with these, I don't know, it's a very visually like pleasing thing to look at. Cause you can kind of see some of the process. Oh, that's um, awesome. But yeah, it uses like air bubbles to combine with water to um, create like a really nice even rinse with hair. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, not just in your personal life too, to share with like, you know, anyone that you're talking to about like, Hey, I'm getting this shower head at my house for my hair. But, you know, think about the things that you have in the salon and how that can be affecting people's hair. Um, and I like ego heads too, because it's like environmental, environmentally conscious because it, it uses air pressure along with water pressure, um, to create like the system that they have for the, uh, the nozzle, I guess. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So, and you know, like stuff like that is something I should probably get on and talk about right now because like that will send clients to me that maybe like are more environmentally friendly and then like, we'll have that in common. So share anything you're about because like, that's how people find you and vibe with you and, you know, choose you. It, ah, it, it's like, it's so interesting because you, people think with social that like, it's so pointless or they're like, oh my gosh, you like talk about the most annoying things ever. When you really truly, you, you get it when, when you're in it and you're like, no, that's like a marketing strategy. It looks like a silly casual conversation, but it's so strategic. And even like you said, Hannah, like talking about a shower head. And consciously that you know that is going to draw people in who are either eco-friendly or they're having they have had issues with hard water, that kind of stuff in the past. They're going to be drawn to you, to that conversation. That's going to open up a whole new door for you. Yeah. And, I and also, I, you also – it makes you real too. It makes you – people realize like Haley and I aren't these like perfect – you know, like we've worked really hard and we like, you know, drive a nice car or, you know, have these lives or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm moving into a house that might have really crappy water. So like, I'm thinking about what, (laughs) what I might need to do about that. Like, we're just, it's just real life stuff, you know, like that normal stuff that other people have struggled with, regardless of who or what they are, or may not even know could be a problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's so much about, I I truly think like it all just comes down to communication. I feel like that's the summary of this whole episode. It's like communicating to your clients, to potential clients, just where you're at, what you're about. And keeping in mind, like your why and your what too. Like, I mean, my why, my what is like the health of hair, um, honesty, and just like troubleshooting to get from where you are to where you want to be. So whether that has to do with like talking to a client about, you know, the actual, oh, this is the science that I can't bend the rules of, so I'm not going to, so I'm not going to put bleach on your hair, or this is the science, your water is just hard, or you have well water at your house so like they make these really cool like adapters for your shower heads that take those minerals out of the water and it's just like yeah kind of um educating people and educating yourself to know or to be open to like learning about something too and knowing that you don't know everything and like continuing to search for that knowledge right yeah because I think that's why we all do hair is because like, number one, we want, we love people. We want to help people. We want to provide these solutions. And, um, 
and pass on our our gifts and our talents you know mm-hmm. and not just it's not just like about making money I hope it's not just about making money guys oh gosh this, yeah it, yeah it can't be it's a I scary mean, place it, to be it really is and I I mean it's, it's a it's it's business that's what you want to do that's you know but like that shouldn't be your what or why there just I, has to be a bigger purpose behind right, it because right. otherwise you're personally never going to be fulfilled. You're going to just always be like seeking out and searching for that next new thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Anyways. All right. Well, I feel good about this one. I feel wonderful about this. Um, yeah, I think. Oh my gosh. We have to just... talk about our nice hair podcast, new Facebook page. Oh yeah. You know, that would be a good place where I could share both the raindrops and the ego heads, um, Ooh, yeah. adapters that I'm getting that I've talked about in this. Cause that would be like a good, I can just link them and give a good visual of like ones for the salon and ones for your house. Love it. Oh, sorry. Ugh. So tell people a little bit about, um, what you just mentioned. What? Okay. So I've, quite a few people reaching out asking if we have a Facebook page just for like a community of people who connect with the, some, the podcast in some kind of way. You don't have to be obviously everything's going to be geared more towards hairstylists, but business as well. Um, we just started it last week. We haven't really posted posted a ton within there, but we just wanted it to be a fun, um, safe little community for stylists to go to ask questions that, you know, we can, um, or, you know, if there are podcast topics you want to hear us talk about just kind of like some insider info and just to help build a community within the people that are in our nice hair. And there's absolutely like no mean girl stuff loud. Um, no, it's, it's a really, really safe place. And that's like important to healing night because, um, Social media doesn't feel safe all the time, especially the larger of dude, yeah, especially yeah. right. Especially now. with the larger <laughs> your audience grows or or the more you just you can start to feel isolated on social media too if you see these other people who are like successful and you are holding your success up to theirs and um you can get backed into a corner or like in a dark place. And so this is a kind of a light place where like Anyone, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, if you're just starting out, if you're already an expert, whatever, like it's a safe place to share or ask information, no judgment, like no, whatever, like it's, it's all good there. Yeah. And it's like not, we're not going to tolerate like any, nothing like we will, I will be so quick to remove or, um, give somebody the boot if they're not being, nice you know because it's just we need to have a safe place yeah I agree and I and I don't know if I I'm in a couple uh Facebook groups and all of them are pretty respectful and I really haven't truly ever noticed mean girl type stuff in them but we just we just want it to be a place where people feel that they can if they have a question there's no such thing as a dumb question we don't care what extension method you're offering. We don't care if you don't offer extensions. If you're, if it's something that you're interested in 
learning about and you want to just kind of see the type of interaction between extension stylists, like just a good resource of information is basically what yeah, and we wanted it to It's be. not all run by um, us either. It'll be a community of you guys who can like ask each other questions. We can certainly give our feedback, but like, it's important to have, you know, it's not just Haley and I, like, this is a group of people like, or, you know, like-minded that have a wealth of information you guys can yeah. all share with each other. Haley and I don't know everything. Hell no, man. Yeah. Um, okay. So then on Facebook, it's nice hair podcast. Is it the group? The, You're why fine. do I not even remember I mean, our Instagram group's name? I'm looking our right Facebook now. Group. Our, our, yeah. Yeah. It's nice hair podcast colon. Is that a colon or a semicolon? Okay. It's called nice hair podcast, the group. So you're welcome to request to join. You do have to request to join. Um, we are accepting everybody, but we just, it kind of lays like our, um, our rules for play that you have to kind of acknowledge, um, before you can jump in. So that's why we have it as a request, just because we're giving you like a fair warning play nice yeah and it's not like for it's like an exclusive thing like it's open like Haley said to anyone who's interested in it but yeah you just have to acknowledge that like you know you can't say anything mean there pretty much basically so all right guys well we love you so much we hope you found some value in this um if you guys have things you want to talk about we were directing people to our email but let's direct them to the podcast page if you guys have topics that you'd love to hear yeah so the facebook um the nicer podcast the group page head over to that um i will get on right now and share those those showerhead things um the water filters and we'll just publish this live today since bob behaved himself and i didn't cuss too much or ramble yeah let's just dive in and post our live that's fun Great. Okay. Well, we love you guys. And Thanks, we'll guys. Talk soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.